Coming up in this episode of Finding Common Ground. And these days with everything going on with school shootings and all this type of stuff, you're saying that the Guilford County school system had an inadequate security system. You have to explain that. We want to be respected. We want to do the right thing. And we we don't want Iran or China or NATO or any other European country telling us how to run our business. We've got the strongest economy in the world, bar none, strongest military in the world, bar none, and the strongest group of people that I've ever met. If you think the Ukrainians can fight, you get the Americans back up. There are two sides to every coin. How do we deal with racial issues when they affect relationships? Finding common ground on all those issues that we come against. There's black and there's white. And I think as Christians, we have to learn how to get together because we're not in heaven. I've met more interesting people just by God just bringing them in. Republicans and Democrats. But a lot of times when it comes to race and it comes to culture and it comes to perception, even as Christians, we don't always understand. We look at it through our lenses. There's Bill. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland called Parma. Uh, Any black people in Parma? There was not one. Not one black person, Bill? Not one. Come on, Bill, you got to have one, a token black person, a token. And there's Odell. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, public housing, single mom, divorced single mom with four kids, and I came up through segregation and all that kind of stuff. If a black person drove through the town, the police would stop and escort them out. Bill and Odell are finding common ground. A part of what we have to do is listen to each other, find the common ground, and question, not questioning you like you're on a witness stand, but questioning you for a better understanding. Bill, as you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the best bed sheets ever. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Odell, you know, Mike's making a special offer on these Giza sheets to our listeners. You can get this set of Giza sheets for as low as $29.98. You know, the first night I slept on these sheets, man, I'll never sleep on anything else again. Mike is making a special offer for our listeners? Yes. They can get the sheets, the Giza sheets, for as low as $29.98? Yeah, that's right. Our listeners are the only ones that can get that. And the way they do that is they can get it a number of ways. One is you can call 1-800-238-7281. That's 800-238-7281. And use the promo code COMMON. Or you can go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code COMMON. That number again is 1-800-238-7281. And remember, use the promo code COMMON, C-O-M-M-O-N. Thank you so much for your support. Father God, we just come to you just to say thank you for your grace and mercy. God, when we get ready now to move into what we call political season, it's just a different animal or different beast, people's behavior start changing. It's like the migration of the birds. Things are going to be wide open in 2024, but we just ask that we don't forget you, God, in the midst of all our bickering and fussing and fighting that we don't forget you. God, please remind us to compete as political competitors, not political enemies. Because churches has been divided over politics, families has divided over politics, just all that, God. In Jesus' name we pray and believe. Amen. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, just, uh, Lord, you made politics. You made us the way we are. We ask that some of the things that we take and twist and turn in your name, that uh, they uh, see the light of day, that the truth prevail. Lord, uh, when you were on this earth, you had the same thing happen to you, and uh, you were crucified all over it. Lord, uh, thank you for dying for us and our sins, and we ask for forgiveness, and uh, we ask that uh, we have reconciliation with uh, folks that don't agree with us, and that uh, we reach some common ground. Amen. Amen. Well, Bill, you know, it's interesting. Um, today's show, we're going to talk about just some very personal things, but also in the role of all politics are local. You know, we have the 
Guilford County GOP. We have District 3. So we're going to get to that because District 3 is strange. District 3 in Greensboro is strange. And we're going to talk about some of the differences. Not that it's bad. It's just strange. And some things has happened over the years where District 3 played a big role, whether thought so or not, in the outcome of so many different things and elections. So, you know, you think about it, I was, um, you know, on Facebook, you on Facebook sometime and Facebook bring pictures back. And it was a picture that came up the other day, Bill. And I looked at the picture and it was a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. breakfast. And I smiled and I posted it. And this is what I wrote. I said, you know, it was once told a man is known by the company he keeps. Looking back at this picture, 2023 MLK breakfast. Currently, Congressman Mark Walker is running for governor of North Carolina. Bill Goble is serving as a board member, Guilford County Schools. Congresswoman Kathy Manning is a U.S. representative from North Carolina. Chairman Melvin Skip Austin is serving on the board of commissions in Guilford County, North Carolina. Then I said, 2024 election season is going to be busy for your boy from the hood. And I look at that picture and I just smile because when I think about it, it's two Republicans and two Democrats. And I think when you think about common ground bill, that helps. But all politics are local because even though we had an individual who's going to be running for the top seat in the state of North Carolina, the governor, you have another young lady who's a congresswoman. You have yourself who's on the school board and you have Skip Austin, who is running Guilford County, the chairman of the board. When you think about all that and then you think about this, Bill. You think about this week, Biden and Speaker McCarthy is dealing with the debt ceiling talks. And they say, we finally have structure to negotiate. They're going to talk about spending cuts. They're going to talk about Social Security insolvency. They're going to talk about work requirements for the federal assistant programs. You know, what do you think about all that, Bill? Because I know you are an elected official or an appointed position. So you are a big wig. You are a mover and shaker. You are the man, Bill. What comes with being a big wig? What comes with being a mover and shaker? What comes with being on the Guilford County School Board? Well, you know, the debt ceiling isn't something the school board gets involved in, but I do have a viewpoint on it. My viewpoint is that... They wait until the ninth hour to try and settle something. Why can't they be working constructively all along to make these changes? Why does it come to threatening shutting down not only our economy, but the world economy? And, you know, if we shut down and don't pay our debt, it doesn't hurt just the Republicans. It doesn't hurt the Democrats. It hurts everybody in the world. You know, I know we can't outspend what we bring in. We have been. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. And I think we need to rein all that stuff in. But why put it to such an extreme test? You know, in business, you don't wait until your end of the year to make your sales number and your profit number. You work on it every month. You work on it, you work on it, you work on it. And we need some of those disciplines in, in government that they're thinking ahead. They're trying to solve problems. It seems like everybody's trying to get a political foothold. You know, trying to get their name out there, trying to get name recognition so they can go to the next level of politician or get reelected. So it doesn't seem like it has the interest of their constituents necessarily. So that's that's kind of my viewpoint. You know, just as a sidebar, we received the budget for request from our superintendent. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's a billion dollars. And they a gave a billion with a B bill? With a B. And uh they gave us a pretty thick book with all the information and details. And so I spent the weekend going through that. And I have a lot of questions. So we're going to sit down with the CFO and we're going to go through them, see if I get some answers. And the uh, thing that struck me was how much control the federal government has on what funds they give us and what we can do with it. Explain. For example, you get funds and you can only use it for a certain thing like food which is fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Or you can only use it for special ed, or you can only use, there's always some strings attached with it. And the state does it to some extent. The county doesn't do it quite as much. But, you know, one of the things that struck me was we had a very inadequate security system. Mm. And, uh, and and these days with everything going on with school shootings and all this type of stuff, you're saying that 
the Guilford County school system had an inadequate security system. You have to explain that, Bill, because you have to explain that. Well, what we're doing, we're going to put 5,000 state-of-the-art cameras throughout the 103 schools, 123 schools. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a lot of cameras. And uh, But obviously, that's how many we need. And I'm thinking, don't we have cameras? And they said, yeah, but they're not good. You can't really make out what's going on. So when a fight breaks out or something happens, they don't have any video unless somebody has their phone right. and takes it. So that's not good. So I applaud them for doing that. And they set money aside to do it. It's quite a bit of money, obviously. And uh, so they're doing that. And then they're putting metal detectors in, state-of-the-art metal detectors. We have metal detectors now, but they're not state-of-the-art. Right. And then we have you know resource officers in all our schools, which is good. So we're stepping into it. It seems to me that when you work in a manufacturing, there's a couple different philosophies how you can work. Mm-hmm. One is you have a machine that says it's making shampoo, let's say. Right. You can run it to it breaks. Right. Or you can run it and maintain it and let it last longer. But when you run it till it breaks, Bill, everybody look at you like a superstar because, boy, Bill got to production. And let me say something. You are not a flamethrower. You didn't attack the school system. You said we have an inadequate, we, they, mm-hmm. inadequate security system, but you didn't throw no. bombs. You're not a flamethrower. What, what, you don't have, what do you call it, cocktails yes. in your back pocket no. that you're going to throw them up and burn them up? No, no. I keep my powder dry and uh, I use it when I have to. But, you know, it's better to work together to try and solve it. As soon as I start throwing those Molotov cocktails, People get defensive. Right. They won't work with you unless they have to. So in order to get things done, you got to work together. Oh, I agree with everything. Maybe we need 6,000 cameras. Wow. Maybe we need 4,000. I don't know what the right number is. But, you know, I sat with, uh, was at a a retreat for kids this weekend. They were on our podcast. It was the Outback Group. Okay. Doing it for JH Ranch. And uh, so I was sitting next to a guy I didn't know. And uh, we started talking. And... uh, he said, wait a minute, you're Bill Goble. And I said, yeah, I am. He goes, you're the new school board guy. I said, I am. I said, are you in my district? He goes, yeah. I said, well, what do you do? He says, I work for security for Guilford County Schools. Wow. And then he opened up and he shared with me what they're all they're doing. And what I want to do is sit down with the security officer who's terrific and say, okay, give me some meat on the bones. Let me understand, you know, what are these cameras capable of? Uh, you know, what are they not capable of? Are they good for 10 years? Are they good for five years? Can we adapt them? You know, all that stuff. I want to learn what we're doing in the school for the benefit of the kids, the benefit of the kids. But that's not political, Bill. You're not going to get reelected. Don't you understand that? Hey, people want red meat. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> they ain't going to get it from me. They ain't going to get it from me. I'm going to do my job and work hard. And if uh, the electoral decide that I'm not the right person, I'm fine with that. I can do something else. I got a lot of things I can do. You know, it's interesting when you say that, and we talk about the debt ceiling in the CNN town hall meeting. And one thing I say about uh, former President Trump, man, he he took them to the woodshed and spanked their behind. They didn't understand. You give President Trump an audience and a live audience, he will take, he's the master. He took over that town hall meeting and he had them eating out of his hands. CNN lost control from from the very beginning. I don't know what they were thinking because, listen, Trump is the best out there. When he first started running the last time, he got, you know, everybody was intrigued. So he got all this free airtime. Nobody didn't have to worry about it. And one of the things that he said in in the meeting was this, said Trump suggested that Republicans can just let the country deficit you know, going to default. Saying so, he said, do not fold. Republicans should not make a deal on the debt ceiling unless they get everything they want, including the kitchen sink. Trump wrote on Truth Social. So it's like it's almost like, hey. Listen, Odell, that's easy to say. It's hard to do. So he's sitting there and he's he's preaching to the choir, the audience, and he's telling them what they want to hear. You know. We're going to find gold in your backyard. You don't have to ever work again. He'll tell them anything to get them going. Are you sure you're Republican talking like this, Bill? They're going to take I'm your Republican. They're going to take your Republican I, card you, from you. Let me tell you, the guy I like is yeah. Tim, Tim Scott. I love Tim Scott too, man. I want to talk what, about him later. Yeah. Listen, 
People don't understand. I He's said that guy. months ago on the TV show I used to run with uh, Congressman Walker, Tim Scott. And I said that to uh, Congressman Walker. And I said, Congressman, will the Republican Party elect a black candidate for president? And he looked at me. And I said, no, I'm not saying the Republican Party is prejudiced. That's not what I'm saying here. So audience, just come on down. Come on back with me. Come on back with the good looking black boy from the dirt roads in South Carolina, baby. Black is back. <laughs> but what I was saying is this, though. Tim Scott is what you say you want. Tim Scott is coming in because this is the weak bill that Republican Party pulled away from Donald Trump. It's like a breakup in a relationship. Not you, but me. But what the Republican Party don't understand, and the reason why I say they broke up years ago when Trump was running, it was said that nobody else would run in the primaries. They wouldn't let nobody run against them. They cleared the runway. Tim Scott is running. DeSantis is running. Nikki Haley is running. All these other people are running. And you think about it. But one thing that I want to tell you, Republicans, listen to the good looking black man. You better get a 50B against Donald Trump because Donald Trump's like, oh, no, you ain't going to break up with me. So you better get a restraining order. The Republican Party better get a 50B and a restraining order from Donald Trump because he ain't going away quietly, Bill. I know. I know. And, you know, I was listening to the interview with Tim Scott after he got done with his speech, which, by the way, I thought went too long. And uh, the reporter said, if Donald Trump wins the primary, will you endorse him? And Tim Scott's answer, I wouldn't have answered the way he did, but his answer was, I'm going to win, so I don't have to worry about that. I would have said it the other way. Will Donald Trump support me when I win the Republican Party? That's the question I'd ask. And Donald Trump won't. He won't. If he, He's a sore loser. You know, to your point, this is what came out. North Charleston, South Carolina, close to Charleston. It was all one city to North Charleston side. They want to annex a couple of years ago. It said... South Carolina Senator Tim Scott launched his presidential campaign on Monday, offering an optimistic and compassionate message he's hoping can contrast to the two figures who have used political combativeness and dominated the early GOP primary field, former President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. So what 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 Scott is saying, hope over hostility, Scott, the Senate's only black Republican. Only black Republican kicked off the campaign in his hometown of North Charleston at Southern University, his alma mater in a private school affiliated with Southern Baptist Convention. At one point, he summons his mother to the stage, gave her flowers, and at times offered stirring oratory, resenting the church, sending the crowd in the chants, let's go, let's go, let's go. Now, back to my statement about if the Republican Party will nominate a black man for president, let me explain my thoughts. Now, this don't have to be right or wrong. This is Odell views. The last time a black man was in the Oval Office, I saw a pendulum swing so far. It's almost like a knee-jerk response and then a whole spirit of Donald Trump and he tapped right into it. He tapped into the vein of it and always make America great again. And I'm not saying that people who didn't like Obama was prejudiced. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it was something there, Bill. I don't know what the something was, but I know one thing. Many people have said, Odell, I never thought, and these are people, Republican, Democrat, I never thought I would ever see a black president in the United States of America. And I thought that pendulum swung away from President Obama to way to the other side, having President Trump talking about a-hole nations and all this kind of good stuff. So maybe, just maybe, I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But will the Republican Party, Odell, nominate a black man to represent them as president of the United States? Because it's interesting because black people are watching. Black people are watching to see what in the world is going to happen. But it's going to be interesting. Your yeah. thoughts, my friend. Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I can remember when Obama was in, and I listened to Rush Limbaugh a lot back then. And, uh, you know, he bashed Obama. And some of the things struck a chord with me. We were weak on Iran. We were weak on global warming. We were paying the full bill, is what I mean by that. And that's not fair. NATO wasn't paying their fair share. 
China was running us around like we chicken with our head cut off. Our borders were porous and we didn't have control of our energy. And that resonated with middle-class America because they felt that we were becoming lackadaisical and letting people step all over the United States. Not that we want to be bullies, mm -hmm. but we want to be respected. We want to do the right thing. And we, we don't want Iran or China or NATO or any other European country telling us how to run our business. We've got the strongest economy in the world, bar none, strongest military in the world, bar none, and the strongest group of people that I've ever met. If you think the Ukrainians can fight, you get the Americans back up. Mm -mm -mm. We fought two wars in two separate parts of the world at the same time and won them both. I agree. We Proud can do it. American. So Trump tapped into that because they painted Obama as being weak on all that stuff. So then Trump came in and plus, you know, running the country as a business and all that. But once Trump's cover came off, he started seeing the real character of the man. Well, wait a minute. What does cover came off mean? What does that mean? He started showing his true colors. No pun intended. And uh, you know what? That went straight over my head. <laughs> you know, the, the good look of black guy that went straight over my head. True color. So I got it. Thank you, sir. You know, he, he's got all these lawsuits. He's he's very litigious. Litigious. I can't say the word. He likes legal battles and uh, uh, litigation. And he, he gets he lawyers up right away. And, you know, that's he's to me, he doesn't represent my viewpoint. I think Republican Party has to shift. And a shift is Tim Scott, guys like Tim Scott, Mark Walker. Those are the guys that they get in. You're going to see the shift. They're strong for what we stand for, but they're very moral, very ethical. I don't think you'll see lawsuits about paying off porn stars in either of those two guys. It's interesting how, well, the whole idea evangelicals and what we believe in, and I'm an evangelical. So, you know, am I perfect? No. So I'm not going to try to act like it. But you know, it's interesting when you think about it, because I'm a big no Biden, no Trump in 2024. And people are like, how can you say it as a black Democrat, President Biden, you have to support President Biden. No, I don't. I don't have to support President Biden. I can say President Biden is making some bad decisions. And I can say that. I don't have to support President Biden. Even though President Biden said, if you don't vote Democrat, you're not black. Listen, later for President Biden. I'm not for President Biden. I'm not for Trump. I wish that the Democrats would move away from President Biden, just like the Republicans have moved away from Trump. We need something different, Bill. I think we need something different. And I know, I know, I know people are going to talk junk about me. I ain't mad at you. Talk junk about Odell. I agree. Because Odell's philosophy, and understand it, let me say this and then I'll move on. Odell's philosophy is simple. Odell believes the Democratic Party takes the black vote for granted and the Republican Party ignores the black vote. That the black vote, as powerful as it is, is caught between a political rock and a hard place. If Odell had a magic wand, Odell would say 50% of the black folks vote Democrat. 35% of black folks vote independent. 15% of black folks vote Republican. That way, everybody will have to look at issues that affect the black community. So it's not all or nothing. And a lot of Democrats, Bill, I found out when they rode in on Obama's coattail, they fought him like crazy. So every Democrat is not a Democrat. And as people of color, I think we're the only race of people in America who have so much of our eggs in one basket. That's playing checkers when the game is chess, man. The game is chess. There you go. The game is chess. There you go. And people keep asking why we come up short because we're playing the wrong game. Yeah. And, you know, the uh, some of the things that Biden has proposed aren't a hand up, they're a hand out. And that's not good. That is not good. Listen, you yeah. know... Go, go I'm sorry. You know, Bill, my passion, you know, when a when a good looking black man get passionate, people call him an angry black man. Ain't nothing angry about me. I'm passionate. I'm passionate like anybody else. So I reject that. So, Bill, when you think about it from this perspective, the town hall meeting, Trump went to the town hall meeting and did his thing. Right. Trump is going to be Trump. 
without a doubt. By the way, the CNN said they're not doing any more town hall meetings. Trump kicked them behind. He sure did. He kicked them behind. Now, you say that you want to. President Trump, when he wants to be, he could be the best out there. Mm-hmm. But to your point, when his cover comes off and the other Trump shows out, because I love the business Trump. I love the business Trump all day. I just don't like the Trump who get caught up in all the the social things and how he wants to be so nasty and mean sometimes. Oh. That's the Trump is like, why, why, I don't why, un- sir? I don't, I don't understand why people, you know, the definition of a bully is somebody that does that. You know, little kids, when you're growing up and you had a bully, what do you do? Call you names. Right. right? They call you names. And so bullies call each other names. He's a bully. You know, bullies do that. And real bullies do it on Facebook and hide behind their keyboard. Those uh, are really, those are real bullies. You know, that's a, a transition. Let, let's go to this first, because I want to talk a little bit about District 3 and you and the local GOP. But before that, a good friend of ours, we know, Congressman Mark Walker, threw his hat in the North Carolina 2024 gubernatorial race. So here it is. You have Congressman Mark Walker running. You have Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson running, who happened to be a black gentleman, black Republican. So the case is, will the North Carolina Republicans elect a black man for governor? Yeah, that's going to be interesting over Mark Walker. So those are the things that, and you're like, dog, don't, does everything have to be black and white? Well, we're talking about common ground. We're talking about common ground. And a lot of it is interesting because it's almost like the Republican Party has to show its hand because the Republican Party has courted black folks for a long time. And one of the things that they say that still kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I'm mad at them because, hey, people say a lot of things. They say black folk need to come off the Democratic plantation. And for some reason, Bill, that thing just bothered me. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm mad at you. Rhetoric is rhetoric. And listen, hey, if, if if your rhetoric triggers a response, then you must be doing the psychological aspects of why you run running ads. So what do you think about our good friend, Congressman Mark Walker, running for governor and Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, who I'm sure is a good guy also, black gentleman, Mark is white, running for governor of the state of North Carolina, and both as Republicans? Well, uh, I'll tell you, close your eyes and don't look at color. Okay. And listen to the men and look at what they've done in their background. And if you do that, first off, uh, Mark Robinson is a great speaker. He's phenomenal, very motivational, very booming voice, great singer as well. But he hasn't run a business. He's never had to make payroll. He's been a lieutenant. He went from basically nothing to lieutenant governor. Well, Bill, not nothing. I can't tell you what to say, what not to say. I, well, you know, hey, I'm the Democrat in the room. I'm going to be quiet. (laughs) Well, I shouldn't say nothing, but he didn't come from uh, running another office, running a company or anything like that. And uh, so if you're going to run a state that's, you know, I think it's, I think we're $20 billion or something like that. We're a huge state. You better have some business understanding. You better understand how to manage people, how to manage a huge organization and work with the state legislature as well. And uh, so there's a lot to it. And so Mark Robinson hasn't done a lot of that, okay? Just from a qualification standpoint. And then if you look at Mark Walker, well, he ran a business. He was a pastor, ran a church. He was a congressman, I think, for six years. Yep. And now he's got a business. So he has, to me, a better pedigree for it than Mark Robinson. And so I I view that as a real strength. The difference is Mark Walker doesn't have the speaking ability that uh, he can give a good speech. Don't get me wrong. But Mark Robinson is when you walk out, it's kind of like there's a fellow in town called Nito Quibane. Yes. Nito has raised almost a billion dollars for High Point University. And they say when you Nito invites you to lunch, (laughs) he's coming to your wallet And, and he admits it. And he says, if you come to my, come, if I invite you to lunch and I serve you just salad, I'm going to ask for a little money. If I put some steak on that salad, I'm going to ask you for more. If uh-huh. I put lobster on there, you better get your big checks out. Okay. And and that's true. I, I have friends that kind of pretty squeaky have given money away and they don't like meeting up with them because he motivates them to write a check. I like Nito. I met him on a couple of occasions. I think he's a phenomenal leader. So we've talked about what's going on on the national level, Biden and Speaker McCarthy. 
and all those good things. And we talked about Tim Scott and Ron DeSantos. And, you know, now we're jumping down here. We talked about Trump being Trump, and we know Trump is going to be Trump. Talk about Congressman Mark Walker and uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Now, as we stated earlier, all politics are local. So let's talk about the Guilford County School Board seat appointment on April the 4th. But let me first do a little something about this. District 3. District 3 is the district I think you were appointed to represent. And District 3 has always been kind of tricky because I remember Justin Outland. He was the city councilman councilman for District 3. And District 3, many would think it's a Republican district, but I think it's so close. Justin was a Democrat. And the thing about it is when Justin ran against Nancy Vaughn, who's a Democrat, and Justin was the Democrat, and everybody know Greensboro, North Carolina is predominantly Democrat. So a Democrat on average is going to win that mayoral race, but not always. I was working for Nancy, chief fundraiser. And Bill, this is how the race went. The race was so tight. We thought we had it. Then Justin's team did something right toward the end that just worked well, got a lot of the black votes. And I'm like, oh man, we're in trouble. But see, that's when people tell me all of a sudden, hey, Mark Walker is running for governor. You know he doesn't have a chance. Or Bill Goble's gonna re gonna run again for school board. Ah, he doesn't have a chance. But I tell people, I don't, not so fast, Contraire. Think about this. Justin Outland and his team had us beat. Then all of a sudden, something showed up. It was a sign that says, vote Chris Meadows for mayor. Right in the right candidate for change. I'm like, what? It says, vote Chris Meadows for mayor. Right in the right candidate for change. I said, oh, my God, we won. The Republican Party just gave us the victory. And let me tell you why. Justin Outland was such a conservative and Nancy Vaughn was way over there on the left. So if I'm a conservative, I'm Republicans, I'm going to say, "Okay, even though we can't win, let's see how we can leverage our votes to get what we need, because sometimes winning is not gaining more, but losing less, Bill. So all of a sudden, when the race came down, Nancy beat Justin by 400 votes. Wow. But the write-in candidate for the Republican Party had close to 4,000 votes. And what did that represent? Because it's like, come on, man, we're playing chess. What I said about black folks, politics is chess, not checkered. So you took 4,000 votes off the table and maybe all 4,000 of those people said, I don't care. I'm not going to vote for a Democrat no matter what, even if it's conservative, it's Justin Outland or as liberal as Nancy Vaughn. But I think because I spent a lot of time doing this kind of stuff and thinking and strategizing, people pay me to do this. I think making a deal with Justin would have gave the Guilford County GOP some strength with the mayor of Greensboro, North Carolina, if Justin's would have won. What's your thoughts? Well, I think you're right. I think uh, Chris Meadows cost that election without a doubt. In fact, I was at a meeting when uh, Chris was running for chairman of the GOP and along with other people, and there's a question and answer, and that's the first thing that came up. Wow. The, the GOP people said, hey, you ran for mayor and you cost the conservative, the election. So Chris justified it by saying he looked at it. He thought if he could get 15,000 votes, he'd, he'd win mayor. And he did. No <laughs> I like Chris. Chris is a good dude. I, I like Chris. I worked with Chris. I was doing something at one time in 2020 when Chris was running for the North Carolina House of Representatives in District 57. We worked hard to get then Congressman Mark Walker to do an endorsement for Chris. So Chris is a good guy. Chris is smart. I don't know why. If, if he made that decision, I can't question another man's decision, Bill. But in my opinion, hindsight, which is 2020, that was a bad decision. Oh, yeah. No, that was a bad decision. No doubt about that it. was a bad no, decision. Well, he tried to justify it and say, if I analyzed all the analytics and everyone agreed that if I could get 15,000 votes, I'd be mayor. And, uh, you know, writing candidates, I mean, surprised he even got 4,000. Bill, you know what? It only took 400 to beat Nancy Vaughn. Let me just say. 401, I Let me say, say this. It's an old saying that says by the queen, 
Balls, my friend, balls. If I had balls, I would be king. <laughs> so think about it. So if someone said, and that's not for Chris, that's just if, yeah. if, if, what does if mean? And all of a sudden it's like, you have a conservative. Justin is, this, and I like Justin. Justin is, I'm glad we beat him though. I'm glad we beat him. Justin is as conservative as they come. And you took votes away from him and gave him to Nancy because someone told you you had an idea that you could get 15,000 votes in Greensboro, North Carolina, predominantly Democrats, majority black Democrats. Come on, man. Yeah, well, that's what he said. And that's your leadership over there right now? Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so that's District 3 from that perspective that I dealt with District 3. And I'm like, wow. Like, wow, he gave us a gift. Now, when you start thinking about school board, I think District 3, not District 3, the Guilford County GOP had this thing called New Vision, New Direction Candidates. And I think they saw three people in a bus together, the New Vision, New Direction. The team is about returning to the fundamentals of educating our children, empowering parents, supporting teachers and staff, ensuring student success and security, and promoting financial accountability. And they talk about the candidates. It was a Miss Christy Pratt, District 2, Linda Wellborn, District 4, and Tim Andrew, District 6. Were you aware of that, Bill? No, I wasn't. So what about this you're not doing? You're a Republican. The vision, what's wrong with you helping with the vision? The new vision, new direction. The team is about returning to the fundamentals of educating children. I think you did I that. I agree with that. I agree Empowering that. parents. Do you agree, agree with that? that? Absolutely. Supporting teachers and staff. Yep. Ensuring student success and security. Yep. And promoting financial accountability. Yep. So that's what I stand for. So, but, but Bill, people say that you're the most hated Republican in Guilford County. You've gotten, uh, you got it censored. Now they said party disloyalty, and I saw this thing in the scoop, and I'm like, what in the world is this all about? Uh, explain yourself, Bill. You've been charged with all kinds. Of, uh, am I safe to hang out with you? Will my reputation get messed up with the good-looking black guy? Well, you just better check with my wife to make sure. Okay, because, yeah. Bill, you've been accused of everything but being a child of God. Yeah. Talk to me about this, and then I'm going to share with you what the scoop says because the scoop came out this week. What's going on, man? Well, you know, in many cases, people twist things to their own advantage or sometimes they're misinformed. Okay. I don't think it's being malice or anything. Some cases it is, but I think in a lot of cases, it's just misinformation that's passed on. So what I do when I get those comments on Facebook or any other place, I, I say, hey, let's go have a cup of coffee and talk about it. And uh, so far, out of all those invites, in fact, we've invited them on the podcast. We're supposed to have someone on the podcast today, and they they want to reschedule, which is fine. I hope they come on. You know, I, it's interesting. I talked to them. I gave them a rundown of what we were going to talk about. I said, we start out with prayer. You're welcome to pray or not. Second thing we do is we chit-chat about a subject. The only thing we do is at the end, we ask you how you find common ground. And uh, uh, we're not a got you podcast. And they came back and said, I'm not interested in being on your your show and talking about common ground. I want to talk about District 3 school board okay. position, which fair is enough. fine. Fair that's enough, what, fair yeah. that's We're going to talk about that. That's what I want to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk frankly. about that. I want to hear their viewpoint on it and why they think that way, and then share mine as well, if they're willing to listen. If, and if they're not willing to listen, that's fine too. I can't force anybody to listen to me. So anyhow, I'm all about working together. And getting things done and name calling look at i got pretty thick skin it's it's just it's entertaining to me to some extent some of the names you know we had a we had a guy draw a picture of me as a snake and put my face on as a snake wow. and so my office we do training and uh somebody called the office and said is this bill goble's training company and they go yes can we help you and he goes do you train snakes you know and it's like really this is somebody that, in, but the person wouldn't identify themselves, you know, wouldn't come from behind the, the keyboard and certainly wouldn't come on the podcast. And that's just, unfortunately, in society today, you've got an element that's like that. And uh, there's a group that is very, very conservative. And I tried to sit with one of them and 
I asked her, hey, let's sit down again and keep talking. And she says, nope, I've had enough of you. I don't need to talk to you anymore. And there was another lady in there that was giving me a hard time on the internet. And uh, you know, I said, let's go out and have coffee. She never responded. So they were having a meeting and I showed up at the meeting. She was checking people in. She was shocked when I came in. And I said, well, I'm here. Now we can talk. And uh, she didn't really want to talk. And fortunately, the program started, so we couldn't talk. But I find it uh, interesting that people are willing to criticize you, but they're not willing to sit down and talk to you. Well, let's do this, Bill, because a lot of our audience know you and they know me, but I want to share with them what's, what exactly is being said about you. And, you know, if they really want to find out, it's a local newspaper here called Summerfield Scoop. S-U-M-M-E-R-F-I-E-L-D, Scoop, S-C-O-O-P. It's, so, a, it's a blog, right? It's a blog, yes. Yeah. So, Bill, it starts off like this. Guilford County Republican leaders want to ban newly seated Board of Education Bill Goble, right? And it says, Guilford County Republican Chairman Chris Meadow canceled the upcoming hearing May 23rd, 2023, charging Bill Goble with party disloyalty. Meadow said... Due to unforeseen circumstances and a recently filed court case, the Guilford County GOP Executive Board has decided to postpone the hearing to a future date. We will be in touch in the near future with a new date for the hearing. Now, Bill, wait a minute. What did you do, man? Don't you know these people don't like you? Yeah. You, 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 done, you, you made somebody an unhappy capper. What's going on? I'm probably not going to get a Christmas card from Okay. The, uh I don't know what the charges are. I hired a lawyer who is very good, and we, he sent an email to him and said, you know, we'll be there on Tuesday the 27th. Uh-huh. And uh, when I got him and he sent the email, we suddenly got an email saying, oh, we're going to delay it now till June 3rd or something because we didn't give you 15 days notice, which is part of the procedure, unless you want to waive it. So we sent, my lawyer sent an email back and said, we'll waive it. We'll show up. But we would like to get the charges by last Friday. So we can, you know, know what we're getting charged with. And we got an email back said, we'll have everything to you by Friday. We're just putting the charges into the minutes from the executive meeting, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So uh, on Friday at six o'clock, we get an email from Chris Meadows and saying, we are postponing it indefinitely. And you just read that email. So we don't know what's going on. And I don't know anything about a lawsuit. As far as I know, as of today, there's been no lawsuit filed against me or the school board. So I don't know. If they're expecting me to file a lawsuit, I, I'm not going to do that. Well, wait a minute. Let, let me finish reading because there's some heavy charges about you. First thing, the gentleman who, the blogger, Don Weddlekin, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Do you Have you ever met or spoken to this guy? No, I wouldn't know him if you walked to my door. I never met the guy. Well, he's got some good sources somewhere because he says on 5-19-23, and I'm just bringing the audience along with this incredible story, Scoop contacted the clerk of court and the clerk didn't have a recently filed court case under Bill Goble or the Guilford County Board of Education. Scoop will continue to keep this story updated. Now, then it goes on to say, a Guilford County Executive Board censored against Republican School Board member Bill Goble doesn't seem to be enough related to articles below for local Republican leaders. In an email obtained by Scoop, Guilford County Republican Chairman Chris Meadows wants to go further by charging Goble with party disloyalty and scheduled a hearing on May 23rd, 2023 at the party's headquarters at 7 p.m. If found guilty, Goble could be banned from all party activities for up to five years, along with punitive measures for, per the North Carolina GOP's plan of organization. The email mentioned having a hearing and Goebbels' right to defend himself. After reading the email, most people might assume a decision has already been made. However, it could be a very interesting hearing if Goebbels hires an attorney familiar with political party rules and procedures. On May 11, 2023, Scoop sent an email to Chairman Meadows and asked if anything was pending or planned in relation to Bill Goebbels. Meadows said, I will not be making any more comments to the press until this matter is resolved. I don't think playing a back and forth with Bill through your media sources does anything to resolve the matter, especially since his story and public comments have changed multiple times. 
Bill, I think he's calling you. What is he saying? I mean, because Chris is a good guy. Bill Goldberg's a good guy. You've had him on the show before. We've had him on the show before. We've broke bread with him before. What got twisted, my friend? Well, you know, I went to lunch with him before all this happened. And I told him I was interested in being on the school board as a backup for Michael Logan. And I said, you know, I'm willing to serve. I didn't even know it was a paying job. I was going to, I was volunteering uh, like I do with scouts and all my scout stuff's coming in. I said, Hey, if you need a Republican, I'm happy to serve, you know, and I'll represent the Republicans well. And he, uh, he asked me about critical race theory and a couple other things, uh, school safety where I stood. And uh, he said, well, I think we're going to probably put in three names and uh, you might be one of them. And then he said, well, the executive committee might just stick and change the law. We haven't made up our mind. I said, well, that's fine. You know, whatever you guys decide to do, I just want you to know I'm willing to serve. And that's how we left it. I didn't threaten that, oh, I want Michael Logan out. I didn't want to do this. I was just volunteering to help solve a problem. And that's that's what I do. You know, it's it's interesting. The charge is, I think if I get charged with that, and I, I have to check with my lawyer, but it's only in Guilford County that happens. So I could go to other Republican events, but I just can't go to ones in Republic. Now, it's interesting. The North Carolina GOP convention is coming up in a couple of weeks here in Greensboro. And Pence is coming, and DeSantis is coming, and uh, Trump is coming. I don't know if Tim Scott's coming or not. We'll find out. But I could go to that and walk around. I don't think I could go in as a delegate because I'm not a delegate. It was interesting. I got an email before all this happened, and uh, it was from one of the people that in the executive committee asking me if I would serve as a precinct chair in, I think it's G32, which is our precinct. And I said, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. And they said, well, you have to get a vice chair and a treasurer. So we set that up. I sent them the names. I said, hey, we'll be happy to serve as that. When all this happened, I got an email back and said, uh, Chris Meadows said it wouldn't be good for you to do that. And they need volunteers. I was going to volunteer to help. So, Bill, they treating you like black man. <laughs> I'm Bill, not, Bill, I'm Bill, not Bill, eating chitlins. Bill, 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 they cheat, they're treating chitlins. you like a black man, Bill. <laughs> they're making up rules as it goes. Now, you know how I feel on some yep. things like, well, yep. what's the rule? Well, well, we'll get back with you. No, what's the rules? What's the organization well, of rules? You know, we'll get back with you. Yeah. That's that's what black folk get. Black folk get, we'll get back with you as people go ahead and get together and make rules up. They're treating you, the white Republican, like a black man, Bill. How does it feel, Bill? Interesting. It's interesting. I didn't thought it that way, but you're right. They are making up the rules as they go. They're certainly not following the rules of their own operating plan. And uh, my lawyer, who's an expert in that area, pointed that out to me. Here's a disappointing thing. I'm a Republican. They're a Republican. They don't think I'm a good enough Republican. I get that. Totally get that. I think I'm a fine Republican. But they're beating up their own people in public. And constituents, whether you're a Democrat, Independent, Republican, look at that and go, what is going on here? And people that know me really ask that question. So it's hurting the Republicans, us. I'm not picking on Chris or anybody else. It's hurting us in this area. And we can't afford that. Like you mentioned, the commissioners are Democrat, the city council is, the mayor is, the school board is. I mean, we are stepping on ourselves and you can't get out of their way. You know, I know that Michael Logan wanted it. I know they tried to do it. But in business, if you keep hitting your head on the wall, at some point you get bloody and, and dumb. And they got dumb. They got dumb. And they needed to get smart and say, let's put a really good candidate in there and work this but, to our advantage. But Bill, now you say they got dumb. I say they didn't make the best decision when they did the writing candidacy. And we're talking about a whole nother decision that had to be made. And I wonder if the same group of people made this decision. You think it might've been one of those things, Bill, where you had to wait your turn or seniority, or it was Mr. Logan's turn to be next. Is it something like that going on? Is the best qualified person or those who are next? Because when you run it like someone's next, you're doing like a little, you're playing, uh, you're using politics as a toy, T-O-Y, instead of a tool, T-O-O-L. 
And that's what I say why that's why I won't vote straight ticket Democrats or anything like that, because my vote is a tool, T-O-O-L, not a toy, T-O-Y. So you think it was like it was his turn. And I dare you come in here because remember now Hillary Clinton got upset with President Barack Obama and all her followers got upset, too, when Obama beat Hillary because it's like, wait a minute. What's this black guy coming in here beating Hillary? Because to, to make all that work, Barack had to raise money to pay off Hillary's debt. Yeah. You beat her. Then you have to go raise money to pay off her debt. And Bill Clinton got so upset that in South Carolina, he started insinuating some things about Barack, the black guy, that all of a sudden that the black uh, congressman in South Carolina, hey, had to call Clay, him. Had, Clay, Clayburn. Yeah. Jim Clyburn had to say, whoa, 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 Bill. Wait a minute. I know we lied to you and say you were the first black president when you were on Arsenio Hall show and you were playing the um, the saxophone, the saxophone. But wait a minute. You can't be talking about this black man like this. You don't own the black vote, Bill Clinton. Yeah. You don't own the black vote. So the Republican Party, the local GOP don't own that seat, Bill. You know what? Let me read a little bit more. So so I'm going to read the last part of the scoop. And I wish the people just Google, you know, Google and you will get the scoop. And again, I see Summerfield, S-U-M-M-E-R-F-I-E-L-D scoop. And it says this, the email. And this this is what happened. Email from Chairman Meadows to Bill Goebel, May 10th, 2023. Bill, at the last Guilford County GOP executive committee meeting, May 8th, a resolution was passed overwhelmingly with no opposition to officially charge you with party disloyalty. This is different than the censor resolution that was passed last month, which put a temporary ban on your involvement in party activities at the county level. We will suspend the temporary ban for the day of the meeting so that you can attend should you want to. A charge of party disloyalty carries with it a ban from all party activities and offices ranging from six months to five years, an additional punitive measure outlined in the North Carolina GOP plan of organization. With this charge being an official and formal action, you have the right to defend yourself and explain your actions. The hearing will be held on Tuesday, May the 23rd at the GOP headquarters. The tentative time will be 7 p.m. I realize this may not be of much concern to you, but there has been a great deal of interest in kicking you out of the Republican Party because of this mess you've created. I believe you has brought this upon yourself. I don't know if you have any Republican supporters remaining that will speak on your behalf, but I have not heard from one Republican in Guilford County or North Carolina that is standing by you. And I've heard that several prominent Republicans have asked you to resign. This hearing will be held regardless of your presence at the meeting. Chris Meadows, Chairman Guilford County Republican Party. Bill, they talking to you like they would talk to a black man. You brought this on yourself. You should do the right thing and resign. What did you think when you got this, man? You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was traveling at the time, and uh, in my group was a district judge, a very influential business person that runs a huge operation in North Carolina, a government operation, a lawyer that ran a huge corporation, and myself, and uh, and two other really prominent businessmen from the area. And I let them read it. And I said, what do you think? The judge had a lot of expletives. Wow. 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 And and the other ones said, we're going to find you a good lawyer. Wow. And that's how I found the lawyer I had through their connections. Now, the uh, interesting thing is they're all Democrats. And they told me that they would switch party in the primary to vote for me because they said, you're the kind of Republican I can support. Wow. Not because you're a Democrat or represent democratic principles. You represent common sense and you care. Here's the interesting, nothing in there was talked about about the kids. What's right for the kids? What is the right thing for the kids? Forget about Bill Goble, forget about Michael Logan. What's the right thing for the kids? And I've been involved with kids for 32 years, 16 years as a small group leader, 
mentoring young men. I've married many of them. And then 16 years with the Boy Scouts and doing a lot of work with kids. I'm focused on the kids, keeping the main thing the main thing. Not one word is about the kids. And that's wrong. Well, Bill, tell our audience as we approach closing, some of the bullying that you have received via Facebook or behind the keyboards. Help me with some of this stuff because the Republicans are, y'all eating you young. Yeah, they are. You, you, they are. You're damaging yourself. Yep. And how about all those independents who's yep. looking? Yep. And by the way, District 3, what's the makeup in District 3 anyway? 48% uh, Republican, 48% Democrat, and 2% independent. This is what I'm told. I have not checked it yet. I, I've been very, very busy, as you can imagine. But I've got a fellow that's a statistician. And he wants to help me with my, uh, by the way, I'm going to run for election in a year and a half. Wow. And uh, we've set up a campaign. It's called Citizens for Common Ground or Global for Common Ground. And uh, once we get it set up and we can declare and start collecting money, we're going to do that. And uh, hopefully I can build a pretty good war chest, not only to help my reelection, but to help other Republicans. I'm going to help other Republicans get elected. Even though they hate you, well, even though many, the GOP, Repub do you think they really hate you, Bill? Well, here's an interesting thing. I gave over seven, almost $7,000 to the Republican Party in the last couple of years. One of the things I was going to ask him at the hearing, can I still give you donations? Wow. Will you still take my money? Wow. The kids, Bill. The it's main thing the is the main thing. You, yep. you, and you taking all these incoming, has any of it really hurt you? Or no, you it hasn't. It hasn't. The biggest disappointment, besides the kids, not talking about the kids, is these people are such cowards that they won't even sit down and talk to me. That's the thing that's, if anything disappoints me, that's a disappointment. But it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't hurt me at all. What they're doing is they're showing their true colors and what they're about. And uh, they hide behind a lot of different things. And uh, I'm here. I'm here. Your podcast is here. It's an open book. And if they want to get on our podcast and scream and holler at us, we'll let them do that. But we'll try and bring some common sense to it. And then the audience can be the judge. The audience can be the judge. Listen, we're going to have to close here. We're getting near an hour. <laughs> I know, man. But but it's so powerful, Bill. When you think about it, you're going around in your district. I mean, I see you on Facebook and I see you in person. You're all over the place, man. Yeah. You're going to all these meetings. I, you're sitting down with parents. You're sitting yep. down with students. You're doing all this asking administrators what they need. Yeah. I've been to about a dozen events with students and teachers talk to teachers, administrators. In fact, Wednesday and Thursday this week from nine to five, I'm going to be at graduation ceremonies the whole time. And then the following week I'll be for two days. I think I got five days full of graduation. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to be very involved. The school people are going to see me and uh, I'm going to hear what their needs are and I'm going to try and address them. We have a great superintendent. we got a great staff and they're trying their best. And Anytime somebody contacts me and complains about something or has an issue, shouldn't say complain, has an issue, I forward it to a, a group and they're on it. They're calling the person. And uh, so it's it's working. Well, Bill, as we close, I'm going to ask you the question. How do you find common ground with the local GOP who many say they hate your guts and you're the most hated Republican and what this gentleman said was, and I still like Chris Meadows, so he's still my friend. I like Chris. He says that nobody, he haven't found one Republican to say anything good about you in Guilford County, not even in the doggone state. How do you find common ground with that leadership? Bill? You know, that's that's a great question. And I do have an answer for that. Let's get all your words out that you're upset over. And let's get out that out so you can get it off your chest. And let's start talking about the kids. Let's start talking about the kids. At some point, you got to start talking about what's right for the kids. And let's focus on that. Or holler at me, call me any name, tell me nobody's going to like me. I'm fine with that because I have a peace within myself that I'm doing the right thing. And it's all about the kids. Let me tell you what Odell thinks. The good looking black boy, good looking black man. But I put myself as a boy going through school in segregation. I think, Bill, somebody might have misjudged you. I didn't, they might have think that this Goble guy, just because he's nice and quiet and smiles all the time, he's tough. Ain't no fear in him. Mm -mm. Ain't no back down in him. 
no resignation in him. So they're saying, you should resign. And you said, no, I'm a serve. They said, we're going to censor you. Said, no, I'm going to serve. They said, now we're going to do party disloyalty. We're going to just keep beating you down. Not because of the job you're doing. It's because we don't like what you're doing. It's all about the kids. They're treating you like a black man, Bill. They're treating you <laughs> like a black man. I'm not going to eat chitlins. <laughs> How about fried chicken? Oh, fried chicken all day long, man. <laughs> all right, my friend. Listen, I know we laugh and joke. And to the audience, listen. It's some serious things, but as you know, right now, nationally politics, school boards is like uh, one of the main targets right now. Education is a big deal. So I understand the fight. I understand the compassion. But I would say as we close that let's compete as political competitors, not political enemies. Because for those who don't know my good friend, Bill Goble, Bill's a good man who care about the kids. You may disagree with him and he may disagree with you but it's hard to hate up close. Mm. Thank you and God bless. Find Bill and Odell online at thecommonground.show. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved. This podcast is brought to you by Yes Weekly, the triad's largest circulated and best read weekly magazine. You can also find us online at yesweekly.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Yes Weekly, your trusted news leader for local arts, entertainment, music, food, and more for nearly 18 years. Whether you're a big, medium, or small business, managing and growing the bottom line is important. Focus CFO brings the experience and financial acumen of a Fortune 100 chief financial officer to your company at a fraction of the cost. PL help, internal reporting processes, or any business transitions or events. Focus CFO will help you and your team have a CFO in your company's back pocket. Focus CFO. Learn more at focuscfo.com.